Some of you know that we had a few problems uh, getting here from, from Kenya. Uh, we arrived at the frontier in a bus that came from uh, Nairobi. Uh, but unfortunately, the bus that was due to meet us had, or the, or the vehicles had problems getting to the frontier from Tanzania. Uh, there was a shortage of petrol. And uh, one of the vehicles broke down. So when we got off the bus, there was no one there to meet us. So we thought, well, we better telephone uh, Bishop Chitema. But there was no, the telephone didn't work. <laughs> so we thought, well, we'll go over the other side of the border to Kenya. The telephone didn't work there either. <laughs> so there we were stuck. We didn't know what was happening. And the bus driver was very, very keen to get back to Nairobi. But we didn't want to let him go in case we were just left there. And then it got dark. And still no sign of anyone. So we thought that there was no hotel on the Tanzania side of the border. But there was a hotel on the other side in Kenya. So we decided to try and get as many people as we could into the hotel. Unfortunately, there was places for every one of them. And then five of us thought we'd go back in the bus to Nairobi so that we could uh, find out what was going on. And then, so we left on the bus. And then Samuel, where are you, Samuel? Uh, Samuel said, I think we ought to go and try the frontier again. <laughs> so we asked the bus driver to go up to the frontier again. And so uh, Enos, who's with us here from Kenya, he said, I'll go up and I'll go up to the frontier and see what's happening. And we were just sitting in the bus and getting anxious. <laughs> Hoping that he'd hurry up and come back. And by now it was completely dark. <clears throat> we couldn't see a thing. And then we suddenly saw Enos coming towards us. And his face was shining. 
And when Enos' face shines, I tell you it shines. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, they are here. <laughs> so we went back and picked everyone up from the hotel. And we got in the vehicles and, and here we are in Tanzania. But it made me think about something. You see, the theme of this conference is your kingdom come. And I think that's a picture to us of the way Jesus comes to us. We are afraid. Tunaogopa. We are worried. Tunamashaka. We don't know what's going on. Hatujui And it's dark. Na giza hilo And suddenly someone, suddenly someone comes to us and says, "He's here." Na kwa ghafla mmoja wetu anakuja akiwa na habari njema kwamba huyu hapa sasa amefika. And that's what we've come to share with you this time. Na hivi ndivyo tumefaulu kuja ili tuweze kushirikiana nanyi wakati huu. We've come to say Jesus is here. Tumekuja kusema Yesu yupo hapa. We've come to say that the Holy Spirit is here. Tumekuja kusema Roho Mtakatifu yupo hapa. And we're looking forward to seeing your faces light up as you realize na this wonderful news. Tunatazamia kuona nyuso zitakazochangamka na kung'aa because when Jesus comes then the kingdom is here kwa sababu Yesu akija basi ufalme wake upo hapa we pray your kingdom come tunaposali tunaomba ufalme wako uje then we're praying Jesus you come into my life na tunaomba e Yesu uje katika maisha yangu you take control of my situation wewe uingie na kutawala hali yangu halisi you be my lord wewe uwe bwana wangu and one day we know that there's uh, Jesus is is coming again for us na siku moja tunajua ipo Yesu Kristo atakuja kwa ajili yetu wote and the world is going to be a very dark place when Jesus comes. Bwana Yesu atakapokuwa akija, dunia itakuwa kwenye giza baya. But suddenly the news will spread all through uh, amongst God's people everywhere in the world. Na ghafla habari zitazagaa kwa watu wote wa Mungu. He is here. Yupo hapa. And then all our anxieties will go. Na shauku zetu zote zitaondoka. Because we know that Jesus has come. Kwa sababu tutajua Yesu amekuja. And I know that Jesus is here. Na mimi najua Yesu yupo hapa. I know the Holy Spirit is here. Ninajua Roho Mtakatifu yupo hapa. And we will see this with our eyes. Na tutaona sisi wenyewe kwa macho yetu. I want to uh, suggest something to you. Ninaomba nielekeze jambo moja kwenu. When we say let us pray, tunaposema na tuombe, we close our eyes, don't we? Tunafumba macho yetu kwa kawaida sivyo. I would suggest at some points you might like to open your eyes. Ninashauri katika hatua fulani fumbua macho yako. Because you want to see the Lord coming. 
kwa sababu nataka kumuona bwana akija and if you have your eyes open you'll, you'll see the spirit coming na ukiwa umeacha macho yako wazi utamuona roho mtakatifu akija you'll see just like the wind coming utamuona kama vile mvumo upepo unapokuja and you'll see something happening over there na utaona kuna kitu fulani kinatokea pale you see maybe some tears coming from eyes utaona machozi pengine yatakayoaktivika someone begins to shake over utaona wengine wataanza kutetemeshwa And then someone over there who's been sad all through the conference. Utamuona kuna mmoja pengine amekuwa na huzuni mkutano mzima wote. see his face shine up. Utaona uso wake ghafla unaanza kung'aa. I like to see that. Ningependa kuona vile. So when I pray I keep at least one eye open. Kwa kwa kweli ninaata nijaribu kuacha jicho moja wazi. Is when I pray for sick people. Ninapoombea wagonjwa, I like to see the Lord healing them. Ninapenda kuona Bwana anawaponya watu wale. So I don't close my eyes. Kwa hiyo sifumbi macho yangu. I would like to watch and see what the Lord's doing. Ninataka kuangalia na kuona jinsi Bwana anavyofanya kazi yake. Then there's another thing I'd like to share with you this morning. Na pia today. Kuna jambo moja la siri hii nataka kuwashirikisha. I think it's very interesting that we're here at such an important time in the history of Tanzania. Kwa sababu ninaona kama tupo leo wakati wa kipindi cha cha maana sana katika historia ya nchi hii. You will always remember this time. Mtaukumbuka sana wakati huu. This is the time when President Nyerere has handed over uh, power. Mtaona ni kipindi wakati Rais Nyerere alipokuwa akikabidhi madaraka yake. And it made me think of a verse in the Old Testament. Na mimi ilikuwa inanikumbusha kifungu katika agano la kale. Now when Isaiah says in the year that King Isaiah died I saw the Lord. Na Isaya anasema wakati mfalme Uzia alipofariki ndipo nilipomuona Bwana. But we pray that President Nereri will live for many many more years. Tutamwombea tutaomba kwamba Rais Nyerere ataishi maisha yake yote. And Isaiah was a bad king. Mfalme Uzia kwa kweli alikuwa mfalme sio mwema. Nereri has been a good leader. Yeye mwalimu amekuwa kiongozi mwema. But there's a new start to the nation. Lakini pia kuna mwanzo mpya wa taifa hili. There is new leadership. Kuna uongozi mpya unakuja. And there is going to be a new change in us as well. Kutakuwa pia kuna mabadiliko mengi katika maisha yetu. And we should be able to say yes, we saw the Lord at that time. Na katika mabadiliko yale tunaweza kusema ni kweli tulimuona Bwana wakati ule. We had a new vision of Jesus. Tuliona mafunuo mapya au maono mapya ya Yesu Kristo. Now I want to share with you again at this conference about the kingdom. Ninataka kushirikiana na ninyi katika mkutano huu kuhusu ufalme. Last time I was here I talked about the kingdom. Wakati uliopita tulipokuja hapa nilisema juu ya ufalme. And I want to share further with you about the subject. Nataka kuongelea jambo hili zaidi. I want to begin by reading from St Matthew's Gospel chapter 16. Ninataka kuanza kwa kusoma injili ya matayo mtakatifu sura ya 16 and verses 18 and 19. Na vifungu kuanzia cha 18 na cha 19. And I tell you you are Peter 
Jesus says, and on this rock I will build my church. The powers of death shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Nami nakwambia wewe ndiwe Petro na juu ya mwamba huu nitalijenga kanisa langu. Wala milango ya kuzimu haitashinda. Nami nitakupa wewe funguza ufalme wa mbinguni na loloto takalolifunga duniani litakuwa limefungwa mbinguni. Na loloto takalolifungua duniani litakuwa limefunguliwa mbinguni. This is one of the few places in the Bible where there is a reference to the church and the kingdom. Hapa ni eneo moja la maeneo machache sana katika Biblia ambapo panaelekeza juu ya kulinganisha kanisa na ufalme. And I want you to notice uh, how Jesus describes the church and how Jesus describes the kingdom. Nataka muone jinsi ambavyo Bwana Yesu anavyoeleza kuhusu ufalme na kuhusu kanisa. He describes the church in a very personal way. Analieleza kanisa katika hali ya uhalisi zaidi binafsi. He calls it my church. Analiita kanisa langu. The church belongs to Jesus Christ. Kanisa ni mali ya Kristo Yesu. It is his not ours. Kanisa ni la Yesu na wala sio letu sisi. We, ne- we must never forget that. Na ni lazima tusisahau hivyo. And then Jesus goes on to say to Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Halafu Yesu anaendelea anamwambia Petro, nitakupa funguo za ufalme. Now Jesus did not give to Peter the keys of the church. Na Yesu hakumpa Petro funguo za kanisa. Jesus would not have trusted Peter with the keys of the church. Bwana Yesu asingemwamini, asingemkabidhi Petro funguo za kanisa. He gave to Peter the keys of the kingdom. Lakini alimpa Petro Bwana Yesu ufalme, funguo za ufalme. And it's very important for us to see this the church and the kingdom. Na ni lazima tujue mambo haya mawili kuhusu kanisa na ufalme. Jesus said it was his church. Bwana Yesu alisema ni kanisa lake. Jesus says I will build my church. Yesu anasema nitalijenga kanisa langu. Jesus has not called us to build the church. Bwana Yesu hakutuita sisi tujenge kanisa, but he has called us to extend the kingdom. Lakini ametuita sisi ili tueneze ufalme wake. He builds the church. Yeye hulijenga kanisa. We have the keys of the kingdom. Sisi tumepewa funguo za ufalme. And it's very important for us to understand this relationship between church and kingdom. Ni vizuri sana tukijua uhusiano wa mambo haya mawili, kanisa na ufalme. Now keys are very important. Funguo ni za lazima. Uh, 20 years ago my wife and I went to America for the first time. Miaka 20 iliyopita mke wangu na mimi tulikwenda Marekani kwa mara ya kwanza. And we were amazed when we arrived in America. Na kwa kweli tulishangazwa tulipofika Marekani. 
because everything was twice as big as it was in England. Tulipoitazama hali ya Marekani kila kitu ukubwa wake ilikuwa ni mara mbili kuliko mambo yalivyo Uingereza. When we had a meal there was so much food on the plate. Tulipokwenda kwenye chakula kilikuwa kingi sana humo kwenye sahani. But my wife and I ordered one plate and then shared it between ourselves. Kiasi ambavyo mke wangu na mimi tuliagiza chakula sahani moja lakini tuliishirikiana pamoja. But I will never forget these enormous cars. Na sitayasahau magari yale jinsi yalivyo makubwa. They are twice as big as anything we see in England. Ni makubwa kiasi cha mara mbili kuliko kiasi chochote cha gari tunaloweza kuliona huko Uingereza. And you can never tell which is the front of the car or the back of the car. Na jinsi Na jinsi yalivyotengenezwa huwezi kujua mbele ni wapi au nyuma ni wapi kwa gari. It's very confusing. Na unachanganyikiwa kwa kweli. And the Americans drive on the wrong side of the road too. Tena basi namna yao ya kuendesha wao huendesha tofauti na huko Uingereza. Now we had to go on a journey for about 100 miles. Na tuliingia kwenye gari lakini ilikuwa tunakwenda umbali wa safari zaidi ya maili eh, maili moja. And we were to go by car. Ilikuwa katika safari hii tusafiri ndani ya gari. And our friends we were staying with said we're going to lend you the car. Na marafiki zetu tulioishi nao walituambia tutawazima gari muende nalo. And this was a new car. Na gari hii ilikuwa mpya kabisa. And it had teeth in the front. <laughs> ilikuwa ina meno mbele. And I remember he handed over to to me the keys of that car. Ninakumbuka mwenye gari ndugu huyu alinipa funguo za gari hili mimi mwenye mkononi mwangu. I thought what a wonderful person this is. Nikasema huyu mtu ni waajabu sana kiasi gani He actually trust me to drive that car. Ameniamini kabisa kwamba mimi niendeshe gari lile. And that car would not go without the keys. Na lile gari lisingeweza kuondoka pale bila ya kuwa na zile funguo. But he gave me the keys of the car. Lakini aliniamini akanipa zile funguo. And two days later we brought it back safely. Na baada ya siku mbili tukalirudisha salama. And I did drive on the right side of the road. Na mimi niliendesha kama Marekani wanavyoendesha upande ulio sawasawa. But I remember having those keys. Lakini nakumbuka jinsi nilivyopewa zile funguo. And Jesus said to Peter, Na Yesu alimwambia Petro, I'm going to give to you the keys of the kingdom. Nitakupa funguo za ufalme. And I'm going to be talking to you at this conference all about the keys of the kingdom, what the keys are. Nitakuwa nikisema katika mkutano huu mkubwa jinsi ya namna ya hizi funguo zikoje. Now Jesus is obviously thinking here about uh, things like chains. Na hapa Yesu anafikiri kitu kama vile minyororo because he goes on to say whatever you uh, release on earth is released in heaven. Ni kama anaonekana anasema kwamba kila utakachokifungulia kufungua hapa duniani kitakuwa kimefunguliwa mbinguni pia. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Lakini pia kitakachokuwa kimefungwa hapa duniani 
kitakuwa kimefungwa mbinguni pia. So the keys are to unlock those chains. Sasa zile funguo wanapewa ni kufungua ile minyororo. But we can think of many other ways in which keys are important. Lakini ukiacha kufikiri haya utafikiri mengi jinsi ambavyo funguo ni za muhimu. And we heard uh, on Saturday from our chairman about the door that is open. Na siku ya Jumamosi tulisikia kwa mwenyekiti wetu jinsi ambavyo mlango umeachwa wazi, umefunguliwa. When Jesus in the book of Revelation says to the church in Philadelphia, I have set before you an open door. Kama vile Bwana Yesu katika kitabu cha ufunuo wa Yohana kwa kanisa la Philadelphia alipokuwa akisema nimekuachia mlango ulio wazi. And I agree with what the bishop is saying that here is something the Lord is saying to Tanzania. Na ninakubaliana na askofu kwamba hapa Bwana anasema kwa Tanzania we must be excited about this open door that is before us all kwamba lazima tuwe na shauku na shukrani kwamba mlango huu umeachwa wazi I will never forget the conference we had at Mzumbe last year. Sita usahau mkutano ule tuliokuwa nao huko Mzumbe mwaka jana. And the bishops wrote to me afterwards and told me about all the things that were opening up all over Tanzania. Na maaskofu waliendelea tukaandikiana waliniambia kwamba mambo yanajitokeza, jinsi mambo yanavyofunguliwa. And I'm already getting excited about all the things we're going to hear from next week onwards. Na ninaendelea kuona shauku jinsi ambavyo tutasikia mambo yanayojitokeza kuanzia Jumalijalo. Because the news of what the Lord is doing has already spread over Tanzania. Kwa sababu yale Bwana anayofanya yamehabari zake zimetangaa huko Tanzania. But the news is going to spread all over Africa. Lakini habari zitasambaa kote katika bara hili. That here the Lord is finding people after his own heart. Here the Lord is finding people after his own heart. Kwamba hapa Bwana anakutana na watu wake katikati ya roho zao. Here the Lord is setting before his people an open door. Hapa Bwana anawatayarisha watu wake wasimame dhahiri kama mlango uliofunguliwa. Now this is a door that Jesus has unlocked. Na hili ni lango ambalo Bwana Yesu mwenyewe amelifungua. We haven't done it. Sisi hatukufungua mlango huo. The Lord has done it. Lakini Bwana amefanya. And the Lord alone can open that sort of door. Na Bwana peke yake anao uwezo wa kufungua mlango ule jinsi ulivyo. But there are doors which the Lord wants us to open. Lakini ipo milango ambayo Bwana anataka sisi wenyewe tuifungue. Now doors have different purposes. Milango inayo makusudi mbalimbali. If you go into a bank, there are lots of doors in a bank. Ukienda bankini kwa mfano, utaona kuna milango mbalimbali and especially all the valuables in a bank are put in a safe. Utaona vito, vitu vyote vya thamani vinawekwa katika ma katika makasha ya lazima masanduku ya lazima ni self tunatumia lakini neno la Kiingereza and the door of the safe na mlango wa self is to keep thieves out ni kuwalazimisha wezi wasiingie but if you go to a prison lakini ukienda gerezani 
the doors there are to keep the thieves in. Malango ya gereza ni kuwafanya wafungwa wakae ndani. So the doors have different purposes. Kwa hiyo milango inayo makusudi mbalimbali. And when Jesus gives us the keys of the kingdom, some of these keys will fit certain doors. Na Bwana Yesu akitupa funguo, ni funguo ambazo zitaingia kwenye milango ya aina aina kama kwa makusudi yake yalivyo. They are keys of the kingdom. Zipo funguo za ufalme and they are to bring people into the kingdom. Funguo zile zinawafanya watu waje katika ufalme. The Lord has given us the privilege of opening doors so that people can come into the kingdom. Bwana ametupa neema ya kuenda huko na huko tufungue milango ili watu waje kwenye ufalme wake. So that they can really know Jesus. Ili waweze kumjua Yesu. And receive all the blessings that are in Jesus. Ili waweze kupokea baraka zilizo ndani ya Yesu. But doors sometimes are there to be unlocked to let things out. Lakini malango pia yanaweza kuwa vile yafunguliwe ili mambo yaliyo ndani yaweze kutoka nje. And the Lord wants to release us so that we can be free to serve him. Na Bwana anataka kutufanya huru ili tuweze kuwa na uwezo wa kumtumikia yeye. He wants us to be released from all the traditions that hold us off from doing God's will. Anataka kutufanya tuwe huru kutufungulia katika tabia na taratibu zetu ambazo zimetufunga. There are good traditions. Zipo taratibu zilizo nzuri, but there are also traditions that stop us from doing what God wants us to do. Lakini zipo taratibu ambazo zinatuzuia ili tusimfanyie Mungu mema. And especially when we say within our hearts uh, I don't want anything to be changed. Na hasa tabia zile ambazo zinaweza zikatuzuia tunapokataa kubadilika. Tunaposema mimi sitaki kufanya jambo lilibadilike. I want everything to be the same. Ninataka kila kitu kiwe kama kilivyo. Now that's a bad tradition. Hasa taratibu au tabia ile kwa kweli ni sio nzuri. I don't want anything changed in my church. Sitaki mimi kanisa langu libadilike kwa kitu chochote. It's a bad tradition. Hii ni tabia ambayo kwa kweli si nzuri. We have a friend in England who's a bishop. Tunaye rafiki huko Uingereza ambaye ni askofu. Uh, he once went to a church. Na wakati fulani alikwenda katika kanisa moja. And there was a man in that church who had been uh, uh, been involved in that church for 50 years. Alikuja akakutana na yule mtu kwenye kanisa lile ambaye amekuwa ndani ya kanisa lile kwa miaka hamsini. So the bishop said to him, "You must have seen many changes in these 50 years." <laughs> Askofu akamwambia kwa miaka hamsini hii lazima umeona mabadiliko mengi. Yes, he said, and I've opposed all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Akasema ni kweli nimeona mabadiliko mengi lakini nimeyakataa yote. <laughs> Now that's a bad tradition. Sasa hii ni mila au tabia taratibu ambayo kwa kweli ni mbaya. And then there are people who hear about these uh, Anglicans that now speak in tongues and heal the sick. Na wengine wamewahi kusikia sasa hawa waanglikana ambao wanaweza kusema kwa lugha 
na hata kuombea wagonjwa wakapona and they say well that's not anglican nasema hapana ile si taratibu tabia ya waanglikana that's pentecostal hiyo ni tabia ya wapentecosti and if you want to do that go to the pentecostals anaambia hapana kama mnataka kufanya mambo hayo mtoke kwenye kanisa la kianglikana muende kwa pentecoste mkafanye huko that's a bad tradition hiyo ni tabia mbaya <laughs> because these things are in the word of god kwa sababu mambo haya ambayo yanaweza kuleta mabadiliko mazuri ndani these, ni yameandikwa katika neno la Mungu. These are for Anglicans today. <laughs> mambo haya ni kwa ajili ya waanglikana leo. This is for Lutherans today. Mambo haya ni kwa ajili ya Walutheri leo. The Lord is pouring out his spirit upon all the church today. Bwana anamwachilia roho wake mtakatifu anamwaga roho wake mtakatifu kwa kanisa zima Roman Catholics are receiving the gifts of the spirit wa kanisa la Kirumi wanapokea vipawa vya roho mtakatifu I don't want them to have the gifts and not me na sio mimi unasema nataka hao wapokee lakini sio mimi I want us all to receive God's gifts lakini ninaomba sisi wote tupokee And Jesus is I believe helping us to see how we can open these doors. Na Yesu bila shaka anatuonyesha jinsi ambavyo tunaweza kufungua malango haya. Now I want to say something very important. Ninataka kusema jambo la msingi that we are not called upon to break doors down. Kwamba tunapoombwa kufungua milango hatuombwi kuivunja milango. If you have forgotten your keys, well perhaps you may have to do that. Kama umepoteza ufunguo na unataka kufungua mlango, basi uvunje mlango labda kwa sababu huna ufunguo. But Jesus gives us the keys of the kingdom so we don't have to break the doors down. Lakini Yesu anatupa funguo za ufalme ili tusivunje milango. And we will find that if if we have that key tutajikuta ikiwa tunao funguo huo and it is the right key for the right lock na ukiwa ni ufunguo halisi kwa kufuli lile lile it will fit perfectly utaingia sawa na utashika sawa and the doors will open na malango yatafunguka and this is how it happened with peter na hii ndivyo ilivyomkuta huyu petro because the lord called peter to be someone who opened doors kwa sababu bwana alimuita petro ili aweze kufungua milango he gave to peter the keys of the kingdom akampa petro funguo za uzima za ufalme and peter opened three very important doors na petro alifungua milango mitatu ya maana sana Peter at Pentecost siku ya Pentecoste Petro preached to thousands of Jewish people akahubiri kwa maelfu ya Wayahudi and on that very day 3000 of those people became Christians na siku ile ile moja Wayahudi watu zaidi tatu walimgeukea Bwana wakawa wa Kristo Peter had opened the door to the whole Jewish world Petro alifungua mlango kwa ajili ya ulimwengu wa Wayahudi wote. And then a little later we read how he opened another door. Na tunapoendelea kusoma baadaye tena tunakuta jinsi alivyofungua mlango mwingine. Because Philip had been preaching in Samaria. Kwa sababu Filipo alikuwa akihubiri huko Samaria. 
but they had not yet received the Holy Spirit. Ingawa walikuwa wamehubiriwa huko Samaria lakini walikuwa hawajapokea Roho Mtakatifu. So Peter and John came down from Jerusalem. Kwa hiyo Petro na Yohana kutoka Jerusalem wakaenda Filipi. And prayed for those Samaritan Christians that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Wakaenda huko wakawaombea wale waamini wapya ili wapokee Roho Mtakatifu. So the Jews received the Spirit. Kwa hiyo Wayahudi wale wakampokea Roho Mtakatifu. And the Samaritans received the Spirit. Na Wasamaria pia wakapokea Roho Mtakatifu. But there was another door that Peter had to open. Lakini tena mlango wa tatu ambao Petro aliufungua. And this was a very difficult one for him. Ni huo ambao kwa kweli ulikuwa mgumu sana kwake kuufungua. Because he was very prejudiced against the Gentiles. Kwa sababu yeye alikuwa amejawa na kiburi na kuadharau wa mataifa but the lord came to peter in a vision lakini bwana akamuijia petro katika maono and told him to go to this gentile roman soldier na katika maono bwana alimwambia petro aende kwa askari huyu wa kimataifa wa kirumi when he got there he found the room was full of people na alipokwenda huko petro alikuta chumba kile kilikuwa kimejaa watu and peter began to preach to them na Petro alianza kuhubiri kwao. And they didn't they didn't know very much about preaching because they didn't even wait for him to finish. Kwa kweli hawakujua mahubiri yaendeje mpaka amalize lakini hata kabla hajamaliza but the spirit came upon them. Roho mtakatifu akawaijia. And they spoke in tongues and magnified God. Na wakanena kwa lugha wakamsifu Bwana. And Peter had to go back to Jerusalem and report on what he had done. Na Petro alirudi Yerusalemu alipaswa kwenda kutoa taarifa kwenye baraza kuu lile. And he said the door of the Gentiles has been opened. Akasema mlango umefunguliwa kwa ajili ya ya wa, ya wa mataifa. And Peter said I didn't do it. Akasema kwa kweli aliyefungua mlango ule si mimi. It's not my fault. Wala halikuwa kosa langu kwa kweli. The Lord has done it. Ni Bwana amefanya vile. And they realized that God was at work now amongst the Gentiles also. Na wakatambua kwamba Mungu sasa pia yumo kazini hata kwa mataifa. And God has continued to work through people in that way. Na Bwana Mungu ameendelea kufanya hivyo kwa watu wake kwa njia hiyo. Opening doors kazi yake anafungua milango giving to people keys to open those doors anawagawia funguo ili wafungue milango hiyo the lord i believe has a key for every tribe in africa ninaamini bwana mungu anao funguo kwa kila kabila hapa afrika he, will, he does not give us all the keys hatupi funguo zote pamoja but he gives us keys which we need to know about yeye anatupa funguo ambazo kwa kweli tunahitaji kuzijua somewhere there's a key to the whole muslim world i believe mahali pengine upo funguo kwa ajili ya ulimwengu wa kiislamu that the kingdom of god can come into the world of islam ili ufalme wa Mungu uingie katika ulimwengu wa Kiislamu. We're going to see that one day. Tutaona jambo hili siku moja. And I believe the Lord is going to open many doors. Ninaamini kwamba Bwana atafungua milango mingi. He is giving us those keys. Anatugawia hizo funguo sisi. Do you remember what Dennis Peterson said this morning? There are millions of people in Tanzania who are saying that 
Kuna mamilioni ya watu hapa Tanzania ambao wanasema maneno kama yale yale. Because the Lord has not given them the keys. Kwa sababu Bwana hajawapa funguo, he has given the keys to us. Yeye ametupa funguo sisi. And unless we go and tell them, they will not be released. Ni lazima tuende tuwaambie na tusipofanya vile hawatafunguliwa. The Lord is giving us these keys. Bwana anatupa funguo hizi sisi. And he's showing us that the key of all the keys is the Holy Spirit. Anatuonyesha katika funguo iliyo funguo kuliko funguo zote ni Roho Mtakatifu. Peter preached. Petro alihubiri. He was faithful in proclaiming the word. Alikuwa mwaminifu katika kuhubiri neno la Mungu. But it was the Holy Spirit who came upon those people. Lakini alikuwa ni Roho Mtakatifu aliyekuja kwa watu wale. And the key to all our ministries is the Holy Spirit. Na ufunguo kwa ajili ya huduma zetu zote ni Roho Mtakatifu. We need to know the Holy Spirit. Tuna haja ya kumjua Roho Mtakatifu. We need to know how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Tuna haja ya kujua jinsi ya kujazwa Roho Mtakatifu. We need to know how to teach others to receive the Holy Spirit. Tuna haja ya kujua jinsi tunavyoweza kuwafundisha wengine jinsi wanavyoweza kumpokea Roho Mtakatifu. Because the power of the Holy Spirit is not just for, for ministers. Kwa sababu nguvu ya Roho Mtakatifu si kwa ajili ya wahudumu tu, not just for bishops, si kwa ajili ya maskofu peke yao, but for all God's people. Lakini ni kwa watu wa Mungu wote. Peter said this at Pentecost. Alisema maneno haya Petro hivyo wakati wa Pentecost. The, the prophecy of Joel kwamba unabii wa nabii Yoeli was now fulfilled sasa unatimizwa that God was going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh kwamba Mungu atamwaga roho wake kwa kila mwili from the least to the greatest would be filled with the holy spirit kwa wote mkubwa au mdogo watajazwa roho mtakatifu the keys of the kingdom begin with the power of the holy spirit Funguo za kufungua falme wa Mungu zinaanza katika kujazwa Roho Mtakatifu. Peter didn't know even about the keys of the kingdom. Petro hakujua kabisa mambo yoyote kuhusu ufunguo za ufalme. He had them, alikuwa nazo, but he didn't know how they worked. Lakini hakujua zinatumikaje funguo zile. He didn't know how to use them. Hakujua azitumieje. He was asking silly questions to Jesus after his resurrection. Baada ya kufufuka kwa Bwana Yesu, Petro aliuza maswali mengi lakini kwa kweli si msingi. They were asking Jesus questions like are you going to restore the kingdom now to Israel? Walimuuliza maswali kama vile je sasa Bwana unawarudishia ufalme Israeli leo? No, the kingdom wasn't just for Israel. Wao <coughs> hakujua ufalme kwamba haukuwa kwa ajili ya Waisraeli peke yao. The kingdom was for the whole world. Ufalme wa Mungu ni kwa ulimwengu mzima. But Peter didn't know that. Lakini Petro hakujua hilo. What changed Peter? Kilichombadili Petro ni nini? How did Peter become a different person? Petro alipobadilika akawa mtu mpya. I believe the answer to that is that Jesus filled him with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Lakini ni kweli kwamba Bwana Yesu 
jaza roho mtakatifu kwa petro wakati wa pentecost and suddenly he knew what all these keys were for na mara moja petro alijua kwamba zile fungua alizokuwa amekabidhiwa zilikuwa ni kwa ajili ya kazi gani he began to open the under the locks kwa kutumia fungua zile petro alianza kufungua milango he began to unbind the people akaanza kuwafunga watu he began to release them akaanza kuwafanya wawe huru He, he discovered the authority that he had in Jesus name. Petro aligundua mamlaka aliyokuwa amekushapewa na Mwenyezi Mungu. He knew how to bind the spiritual forces of the evil one. Akajua jinsi ambavyo anaweza kuyafunga mamlaka ya muovu na giza lake. It all happened after Pentecost. Mambo haya kwa Petro yalianza kumtokea baada ya Pentecost. Jesus has given to his people these wonderful keys. Yesu amewapa watu wake funguo hizi za ajabu. And tomorrow and on during the conference I'm going to bring a light to bear upon each of these keys. Kesho na pia tutakapoendelea kwenye mikutano hii nitasema nitaweka nuru jinsi moja moja itakavyotokea katika kuzitumia funguo hizi. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about the key of knowledge. Kesho nitasema juu ya ufunguo wa maarifa. And you'll find that mentioned in Luke 11 verse 52. Na mtaona linatajwa jambo hili katika injili ya Luka sura ya 11 na aya ya 52. But Jesus is giving us these keys. Lakini anayetupa funguo hizi sisi ni Yesu Kristo mwenyewe. And he's going to show us how to use them na ili tuzitumie atatuonyesha namna yake let's pray together na tuombe pamoja lord i thank you that you have brought us together bana ninakushukuru umetuleta sote pamoja this is a very important time for us all kipindi hiki ni cha maana sana kwa ajili yetu sote This is a time when we're going to see the Lord. Ni wakati huu tutakuona Bwana. This is a time when we're going to feel the breath of the Holy Spirit. Kipindi hiki tutaona pumzi yake Roho Mtakatifu. This is a time of great blessing for us. Ni kipindi tutakapopata baraka nyingi. That through us the blessing may spread throughout this nation of Tanzania. Ili katika kubarikiwa sisi baraka ziweze kulibariki taifa hili la Tanzania. Thank you Jesus that you're building your church in Tanzania. Tunakushukuru Yesu kwa sababu unajijengea kanisa lako mwenyewe hapa Tanzania. Thank you that the gates of hell will not prevail against that church. Asante Bwana hata nguvu za kuzimu hazitalishinda kanisa lako. Thank you you've given us the keys of the kingdom. Tunakushukuru kwa sababu umetupa funguo za ufalme. And you're showing us now how to use those keys. Na unatuonyesha jinsi tunavyopaswa kuzitumia. Help us to unlock many locks. Utusaidie kuyafungua makufuli mengi. To release many people from prison. Kuwafungulia wengi waliowekwa kizuizini. Help us to know again the uh, authority of the name of Jesus Christ. Na utusaidie Bwana kujua mamlaka ya Yesu Kristo. That those who are in darkness and in under the control of Satan may be released in the name of Jesus. Ili wale ambao wamefungwa na nguvu za shetani waweze kuachiliwa huru. Help us to know you Lord better than ever before. 
Utusaidie Bwana ili kujua zaidi kuliko wakati wowote wetu. And fill us with your Holy Spirit. Na utujaze roho wako mtakatifu. Thank you Lord. Asante Bwana. Amen. Amen. Amen.